Hey there, welcome to the Seeking After Him podcast, a podcast all about getting to know Jesus through the testimony of his word and through other Christians. Pull up a seat and make sure you're cozy as we dive into today's episode. Without further ado, here's your host, Abby. All right, well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Seeking After Him podcast. I am so excited and honored to be sitting next to Tara Sheehy. Um, Tara, why don't you just say hello to everyone and just give a little introduction about yourself. Well, thanks, Abby, for having me. Um, This is definitely a humbling experience. So um, who am I? I am a resident of Dyersville. I am a daughter to two amazing parents, um, a sister to three brothers. Uh, I'm a friend. I'm a mom of a 21 and a 12-year-old. I'm a wife to an amazing husband, um, a teacher for 21 years. And um, on the other side, I'm a sinner. And so the good side of that is I've learned that I'm also the daughter of a king, which is so, so awesome. So kind of get choked up saying that, but um, that is the truth I have to remind myself of every day. That's so good. Um, I'm gonna start crying already on this episode. <laughs> so we we brought a box of tissues in already because we before we start even started we were praying over this space and we were just praying um, the, over this message that Tara has been walking through and um, I just have a feeling that God's gonna move tremendously through it. So so we have our tissues ready. I don't know. Maybe you're gonna need your tissues ready as well in your cars or wherever you're at. So um, I. I'm honestly, I don't think I've ever heard your testimony before this, so I'm excited to hear it myself. Um, So why don't you just dive into it and just whatever's on your heart that God's leading you to say, like, let's just go there. Yeah. um, So my journey um, to finding Jesus has been a lifelong journey. Um, I've known about him since I was younger. Um, Actually, since I can remember, my family, um, you know, had Jesus in our home. Uh, We grew up as Catholics, and so there was the religion there. Um, But I really feel like my process of um, knowing him and having a relationship with him uh, has taken a very long time. So I feel like I've been growing slowly. (laughs) Um, So my Catholic upbringing, again, religion was part of my life, um, and I'm thankful for that because I knew who Jesus was. but I've also heard some powerful things that even Satan knows who Jesus is. So mm-hmm. I need to break the barrier of just knowing who he was to actually having him as my Lord and Savior and having him as somebody I go to in that relationship piece. So the parts that I guess have built that, um, when I was in high school, I had the opportunity to go to a Christian Leadership Institute. And that was really interesting and eye-opening for me. Um, I just found something different in some of the the people that were there, both the leaders and some of the other students that got to go. There was just something different, a spark, a light, a love that I was like, wow, this is is not something that I'm used to seeing. Um, So that kind of made me curious. And then I went off to college at UNI. um, And again, I was blessed to come across some new faith believers. Um, and new faith experiences by going to some different churches and um, different worship programs. And I was just in awe of the joy and peace that they had. And again, that curiosity of like, what am I missing? Um, So all those things, I guess, were a part of it. 
Um, I continued to go to church um, when I was at college and, um, you know, continued even coming home and, and going to church with my family. I knew it was important, but again, there was something missing. Um, at the end of my college career, it took a big U-turn. I was supposed to go to Arizona and student teach because I had finished all my undergrad studies, um, but I had an unplanned pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was the first time I feel like uh, God shook me up a little bit, uh, actually a lot of it. <laughs> and he was kind of telling me, you know, this is not the plan I have for you. You want to go to Arizona. You want to do this with your best friend. And um, that was not the plan. So I was super blessed to have a family who loved me through that process because it was a very difficult um, process of trying to become an adult overnight, I felt like, um, instead of thinking about how much fun I would have in Arizona and the experiences I would have, I was thinking about how am I gonna raise a child? Um, mm -hmm. I have to get life insurance. I have to you know, do all these things that <laughs> yeah. I just never dreamed of um, having to think about at that time. So I think that was the first time in my life that I had like deep, open, heartfelt, repentance for um, just the behaviors, the, the state I was in life. Um, and again, like it was, it was a big U-turn. Um, I had to ask forgiveness and I really had the de desire for God's love because um, I just felt shame, a lot of shame. And I knew I brought possible shame um, on my family. So that was difficult. Um, but looking back, She's been the, the greatest blessing. <laughs> mm. And um, God knows, God knows what you need in life, even when it's hard. So I knew I, knew I was gonna have the child. It never crossed my mind to not, um, but I knew it was gonna be hard. So for anybody out there going through a struggle, whatever it might be, um, your support group, is 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 needed you need a support group yeah. to get you through um and i was super lucky to have family and friends who loved me through it so mm -hmm. um so after that big u-turn uh i just had some really cool opportunities that um presented themselves i was able to attend a bible study and that was the first bible study i'd ever joined um and it was really cool because it was people of different faith backgrounds, um, people who went to different churches and lived in the community and their perspective was really, really awesome and enlightening. And um, just the support that I felt through that was really, really cool. And I just knew God was working. I mean, looking back, I can definitely see that he was working and I knew that there was more. Um, and so that was really cool. Uh, shortly after that, my mom and I, who she's kind of been my spiritual partner, <laughs> we've kind of grown together, which has been another blessing. Um, we attended a CEW, a Christian Experience Weekend, and that was probably a huge moment that changed my life as well. Um, there were so many amazing surprises and God moments there. And I just felt the love of Jesus so deeply. Mm -hmm. And I saw its impact on others' lives. And I was like, wow, there's so much more. 
Um, so that was really, really, really amazing. Uh, I felt refreshed after that. And I just knew like I'm on the right path. I just need to keep, you know, being with others who love Jesus. And so that kind of put me in a, a maybe a season of seeking. Mm -hmm. um, in the community at that time, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for other churches. So I continued to attend the Catholic Church, but still knew like in my heart there's more. Um, and then the opportunity for Crossroads and Piasto opened up. So we started attending that since day one in 2014. Um, and that was a big shift for my family just because it, it was the unknown and it yeah. wasn't something that um, the community around here was used to. So it, it was something different, but I felt like it was a really good different. And I never questioned going there um, instead of feeling the obligation to go to church or attend church or do anything religious, I felt like it was just the most amazing opportunity to just love Jesus and worship Jesus. Um, and that was a major, major shift. So that was, that was a big turning point. Um, and then I would say after that, I had a period of intentional refocus. Um, so I could feel myself kind of ebb and flow and drift in and out of being closer to God. Um, so I attended two more CEWs. And within that, I was like, yep, I just need to really make this intentional change to make God more a part of my life. And that was hard because we're all busy and um, trying to add that one more thing is mm -hmm. what, you know, mm -hmm. it felt like it was at the time. Um, but I knew I had to start somewhere. So for me my increased intentionality started with just saying, okay, put a devotional on your phone. You flip through your phone all the time, like yeah. make it where when you slide it, you see the devotional before you have to go to whatever you need to get to, whether it be email or whatever. Um, and so that was kind of where I started. I started small. Um, I love reading. So I started reading some different books. Um, through Crossroads in Piasta, I was able to join some community groups that were super helpful and did some women's studies. So I feel like a lot more opportunities presented themselves where I could continue to develop who I was and um, just develop my relationship with God. So we had the opportunity to, to help at church, which was a new experience for us. Um, and we were able to just be a part of a community and something bigger than ourselves, which was great. Um, and then as I continue, I'm trying to just develop a routine to make Jesus a part of my every day. And that has to start every day. You know, like we have to think about it when we wake up and say, okay, I need to make Jesus a part of my day. So yeah, that's kind of a, my journey. Yeah, that's amazing. I think you have a very incredible journey, obviously. Um, like from the beginning, like with you, like I feel like... If you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you've always been like seeking, mm -hmm. like from like a young age, you probably have always been, always been seeking, but it was like one point in time where it really turned and God like was like, I need your full attention and focus, mm -hmm. which I can definitely relate to that. Cause I feel like that's a part of my testimony as well. The thing about you that I love, and you probably don't know this, but actually the Bible study I attended at your home was like one of the first ones I attended here. Um, so you've just been kind of this leader that I've always looked up to. And the cool thing is, is like, I noticed right away, just like 
your if we talk about like spiritual gifts you have such a gift of like teaching which is ironic because you're a, <laughs> a school teacher but like God's really blessed you with this gift of teaching and I just like could you just expand on like like dive into like how you kind of read the Bible because I think you have such a unique way of like when you dive into the scripture like how you kind of like walk through and really just like immerse in the word yeah so um I guess it, it depends. Like, I, I read the Bible in a couple different ways. So, in the morning when I read, it's just short scriptures, and I do a devotional, and then I do some scripture, and then I um, do my prayers and my praises, and I, I journal that. Um, but that's taken me a long time, too, to just get to that point. Um, but when I'm in a study and I'm really diving deep, um, I'm kind of, I love history, I love knowing the context behind what was happening in the Bible. So I like to read about that. Um, study Bibles are great because I'm able to learn from that and mm -hmm. kind of see the context. And that helps me understand the words on the page. Um, so I think about the author, I think about the date, I think about uh, what was going on in their society at the time and how that influenced what was um, happening in the, the words of the Bible. Um, and then, you know, I think the personal reflection too of like, okay, what does that mean for my life today? What is, what did that mean for them? Um, so I, I guess it depends on where I'm at and what my intention is for my Bible reading. Um, but when I'm really studying it and, um, reflecting on it and conversating about it with a group, that's kind of the approach I take because I, I really try to see the big picture and the big perspective so that it can help me um, refocus and think of, okay, where is that in my big picture of God and where I need to be with God? So, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of my approach. I, I love it. And I think, like, another really cool thing I kind of stole from you, too, is, like, you like to highlight yes. highlight and underline certain things, too. And, and, like, you're such a color coder, which is <laughs> – I'm like that way, too. Very type A. I like to color code and, like, keep things organized. So, like, can, can you unpack kind of, like, how you color code things? Because I think it's so intriguing. Yeah. Um, and I actually learned that from a book. And I wonder – I think it might have been uh, Women of the Word – possibly how to study the Bible, but there's been a lot of books that maybe have attributed to that. Um, my color coding, I, I really like, I give like Jesus and his character traits a color. I give God and his character traits a color. I give Satan, him a color, um, the Holy Spirit a color and people. Um, so it's really interesting once you do that to see the words on the page come alive and see like, wow, this is heavy on God's um, character traits. This part is heavy on, you know, human nature and our character traits. So that has just been something that's helped me. Um, another part is just looking at, you know, different parts of speech and um, is it a story or is it a command or, you know, so just kind of looking at how the words are written on the page all have meaning as well. So I found that helpful for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I found it very helpful for, helpful for me as well. So like I, I got that idea from you because that, I just thought it was so cool how you did that. All right, I want to like unpack faith because right now I feel like I'm in a season where Jesus is really testing me on this word faith. And um, I talked about it on the previous podcast episode that I have, mm -hmm. but it's um, like I really feel like he's telling me like, no lack of faith can enter the, into the new land. So I'm going to throw the question at you. 
sorry to put you on the spot, That's but, okay. but where do you see, like, in your journey as you reflect back on it, like, where has God really tested you in your faith aspect? Like, having full trust in Him that He's going to take care of you. Oh, wow. Um, so, I guess for me, I, I've been really fortunate that I have, other than, like, the big U-turn with, you know, my unplanned pregnancy, um, that I definitely had to have a lot of faith that, you know, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be a good mom or hope to be a good mom. Um, I was single mom for six years. Wow. And so I had to have faith that God had a plan for me. And that was really, really hard, uh, especially in a community where I uh, come from two big families. And so when you're related to a lot of people <laughs> around, it's hard to be like, okay, who's out there for me? Um, so I would say that that moment, I really just had to have faith. And there were moments of tears and heartache and hurt and um, all of that but I, I did believe that there was something for me um, I know one of our wedding songs was God bless the broken road wow. um, and I just thought that was so perfect because my road was broken and I know my husband's road was broken too in different ways and um, you know God had a plan for that and so that song still has a lot of meaning for me um, behind it. I would say some other faith moments, um, just having kids, it's, it's hard to feel um, like you're doing the right thing. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no handbook that says, you know, what to do in every situation. Um, so I know I'm far from perfect, but just having faith that what God has presented me with. I'm doing the best I can and I love them with all my heart and I hope they know that. But then also having the ability to say, God, they're yours is really hard um, because you just love them so much. But I know my love can't compare wow. at all. That's so so um, I know when my daughter went to college, a lot of people were like, aren't you so sad? And I was like, no, I'm so glad. Like she has this opportunity to do wonderful things and I've done what I can and now it's her job and to just take off, you know, spread her wings or whatever you want to call it and um, just giving it to God. Like, God, I need you to take care of her. Um, and then that, that brought me a lot of peace. Um, and I, I pray for my kids and I know that they're going to make mistakes and I'm going to continue to make mistakes, but I think faith is a big part of parenting too. Like, God, I, I just pray that you have them. Um, and then I would say most recently, my niece, she was born with a, a very rare and severe heart defect. And so we've been going through a, a nine month season of just praying, praying fiercely for her. Um, and so that, that has been humbling because yeah. you know that it's out of your hands and God puts, um, very talented, amazing people, such as doctors, nurses, whatever the case may be, on earth to help in situations like that. Um, but ultimately, in my heart, I knew God had it, and just giving giving that up to Him. So. Yeah, it's that, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, anything that's out of your control, like you said it perfectly, like, it's not in our control to have, it. it's in God's control, and He's so faithful to take care of us, and I just think for watching that from afar, watching your family walk through that from a, a distance, I feel like I've just watched all of you mature so much and, and just really just lean that on God and just say, 
like it's out of our control but what a testimony it's been for your family as you're still walking through it it's just it's just an incredible story already and i'm just excited to see what god's going to do with it moving forward in that sense absolutely yeah well she's she's got a story and it's um got god written all over it so absolutely it's very cool um i just want to pack a little bit about you talked a little bit about mom guilt um <laughs> in terms i don't have kids yet um god willing someday maybe randy and i will have some but um i just feel like a lot of moms kind of deal with that and i think what you said was so perfect that like there's a point where we can almost idolize um whether it be our husbands our kids we can kind of idolize our families a little bit but i love what you said about when you sent your daughter off to college and it's it's like i'm excited for her because like it's in god's hands now like can you unpack a little bit about like what journey that was for you to have like that faith that god has over your kids um yeah i guess all the the things i mentioned earlier were stepping stones to get to that point um but i just i was lucky enough to be a single mom i know that sounds weird but i have such an amazing relationship with my daughter because it was her and i for six years um i mean obviously i had my family support system but there's just a connection that um, is just so amazing and such a blessing in my life that I feel I knew her as a person. I knew her heart. Um, I knew her work ethic. And I don't doubt that she was going to make, you know, choices that maybe weren't great. We all do. But I, I just... I didn't have any worries about her. I just, I just knew God had her. Um, I still know God has her, and that's just a really cool feeling. And I just look at her life and think about the, you know, if I had made a different choice 22 years ago, she would not have blessed the wow. thousands of people that she blesses every day. She's yeah. just, she's just the sweetest, kindest person. Um, and her faith journey is way farther ahead than mine, which I think is amazing. But I just, I, I couldn't worry about her. I mean, every mom's gonna worry a little, but I'm like, God's got her. She, he's got her this far. He got me this far with her. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I was filled with more joy than worry, which is, I think, not normal maybe. Um, when I talk to a lot of other parents at that point in their life about, oh, I'm so sad that they're going away or whatever. And I was just filled with joy and contentment, I would say. Mm -hmm. I love the word joy. I think I heard, I heard somewhere this week, it was like, I think Matt Chandler was talking about it, but it's happiness is fleeting, right? Like it comes and it goes. Like what we think brings us happiness is really like just a like glimpse and then it's gone. But like joy is unshakable. Joy is like that solid foundation. And I think joy and like faith, they kind of go hand in hand in a sense where it's like faith, you know, it's like, it's like you're putting your trust in Jesus and Jesus gives you that joy, which is unshakable. It's not happiness that's fleeting. So mm -hmm. I love that you use the word joy. All right, to close out, um, I always ask people this, but if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is searching in their faith, what would you tell them? Uh, one piece is hard. Um, I would say everyone's journey is very different. Um, so you just need to be brave in taking the first step. Um, change is hard, and enemy wants, the enemy wants us to feel fear in change. 
Um, but I would say just be brave and start with something small. Everybody's different. So, you know, people say, oh, do this, I'll do this, but you gotta know who you are and what will work for you. So for me, um, when I started out, it was just, okay, can I be faithful in doing a daily devotional? Okay, after that, what can I add? What can I add after that? But I also think community is, is really important, either um, a Christian friend who can just help you be accountable, or if it's joining a community group, I think that's really, really important because you learn different perspectives. Um, they obviously help you be more accountable and stay on top of your relationship with Jesus. It's really easy, like everything in life, just to put it at the wayside. Um, you know, if you're a reader, there's amazing books um, that you could read, or if you like to listen, then there's podcasts. So I would take advice from a Christian friend and, and say, you know, if you are a reader, what are some books that you would encourage me to read? Or if I'm a podcast listener, what are podcasts that you would encourage um, me to read? And I think going to church is important, a biblical church. Um, that welcomes you, it makes you feel at peace and at home. Um, I think that's really important. Uh, we can do it on our own, but God didn't intend for us to do it alone. And so I feel like all those pieces are so important. So starting small, and I think when you start small and you're successful in that, God fan, fans the flame and he Amen. makes that spark get bigger and he wants you to continue to grow in that. And the, the one thing I think in our society, too, that I would suggest is don't compare your journey with others. Um, you know, you hear of the lightning bolt testimonies where their life changed dramatically. And for me, uh, I thought for a long time that that's the way that mine had to be and that I didn't really have a, a cool faith journey or whatever you want to call it because mine wasn't a lightning bolt experience. But um, the process of sanctification is continuous process for everybody whether for me like it, it's been you know years in the making or for even somebody who had that lightning bolt moment where their life changed dramatically it's just the beginning and they have to continue to excuse me to work at it so um, I would say don't compare your journey to others it's easy to fall into that and um, that's something I have to remind myself about as well so those are some of the pieces of advice. Amen. <laughs> Those are so good. And then like even to the comparison piece, I feel like comparison is such a like a trap in our society, especially with like, you know, social media. It's so easy to compare. And like the problem with comparison is all of a sudden we get jealous or we get um discouraged in our walk. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like a great piece of advice that like don't compare because I needed to hear that too. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and I think finding scripture too um, that works for you. I know that helped for me and posting it like in a place that you will see it. Um, so, you know, there were certain ones that speak to me, but somebody else might have different ones that speak to them because of the phase of life that you're in. So, I think that's really encouraging too, just to have God's word in your focus. Yeah, yeah, just immerse in it. I agree. That's a really good piece of advice. All right, Tara, well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for putting your yes on the table and coming onto the podcast. Mm -hmm. I I know your testimony will impact somebody out there, so I, I'm just so blessed and thankful for this opportunity to be able to chat with you. 
Um, why don't you do the, us the honors and pray us out and yeah. we'll close the podcast out. Absolutely. So this prayer is one um, that I just, I feel it's written so well and it's one that I read often. I have it posted in my bathroom. Um, I know that I can just pray an out loud prayer from, you know, off the cuff, but I just felt like this is one that I, I really love because it encompasses so much. This is actually from the book, Lies Women Believe in the Truth That Sets Them Free. So it says, my great shepherd, how I thank you that regardless of what happens to me or around me, you are still God. You are still good and you are still on your throne. Thank you that you use trials and pressures to make me more dependent on you, to mold me into your image, to strengthen my faith, and to glorify yourself in the world. Please forgive me for all the times I've resented, resisted, or run from painful circumstances rather than choosing to embrace the cross. Thank you that you will never leave me or forsake me, and that nothing can come into my life that has not first been filtered through your fingers of love. Help me to trust you when I cannot see the outcome. Set me free from the preoccupation within myself and with how my circumstances affect me. May my responses to problems and pressure reveal to the world the greatness and sufficiency of your grace. Thank you for your promise that one day all sorrow and suffering will be over. May I be faithful, loving, trusting, and glorifying you until that day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was great. Um, we'll also link the book that Ch- Tara just said um, in the show notes below. Um, so if anyone ever wants to check into it, you can definitely do that. But again, thank you, Tara, for being on the podcast. And we will catch you up next time, leaders. See you next week. You just finished another episode of the Seeking After Him podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug and a high five for making it this far. If you are interested in checking out more information or staying in touch throughout the week, you can head on over to the Seeking After Him social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook at Seeking After Him Podcast. I can't wait to chat again next week, friend. See you soon.